everyone. My name is Maria Thomas, and I work for Allianz Research, the global team of economists, strategists, sector advisors, and foresight experts of the Allianz Group, led by Ludovic Subron. Welcome to Tomorrow, a podcast where we'll be talking about our latest analyses of economic and capital market developments, as well as our views on trends affecting risk management. Let's get started. After several waves of infections and repeated lockdowns, the rapid pace of vaccination in many advanced economies has set the stage for a grand reopening. But the recovery won't be even around the world. Europe could take nearly a year longer to return to pre-crisis levels of growth compared to the US. At the same time, under-vaccination in Asia and emerging markets could create new risks. In this episode, we dive into the outlook for the global economy for the rest of 2021 with Allianz Chief Economist Ludovic Subran. Hello, Ludovic. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Maria. So we're seeing several economies starting to open up now after months of hibernation, setting the stage for what we call um, a grand reopening. Can you tell us more in detail about this and what you expect for the rest of 2021? Very gladly so. I mean, it's it's a pleasure to to be talking about positive news for once. You know, <laughs> vaccine economics has been plaguing us with a series of bad news. So so this time, you know, we have two to three quarters to rejoice mm-hmm. as as we reopen the world, especially for the service industry. So so we see GDP, uh, you know, growing by five to six percent in two thousand twenty one, with the US being a clear outperformer. Um, The grand reopening is also a confirmation that some of the sectors that fare the crisis better, like construction and manufacturing, still have, you know, very rich order books um, and and still a lot of, you know, room for the investment cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope the grand reopening is also, you know, the confirmation that this crisis uh, was was short-lived, that it's not a prolonged crisis. And so that that people um, will will not uh, be affected by something more uh, structural when it comes to job security and and, and more generally to, um, you know, the the growth level being kept at at record low. Okay. And so what are some of the key factors that you're looking out for? Well, for us, I mean, there's revenge consumption and Mm -hmm. and savings, which which are two faces of the same coin. This idea that, um, you know, there are, you know, 500 billion in Europe and certainly 1 trillion in the US of um, savings, mm-hmm. both um, from forced uh, savings because you just couldn't go to the restaurants and right. travel, but also from hoarding mm-hmm. um, because of confidence levels being at record low and people not really knowing what would happen to them. So we expect some of that to become, you know, consumption and investment. And so that that's very exciting to see how um, uh, consumption patterns uh, are changing as we speak, you know, all of the real uh, time economics data are showing that people are really getting out again and, and mm-hmm. booking travels and, and certainly going after refurbishing their apartments. That, <laughs> that home nesting has been one of the big winners. And, and the second uh, thing that we so so that's on the on the consumption and, and household level. The, the other thing um, that I think is very important to watch is vaccine security. You know, the, the great reopening is certainly a, a story for the north. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in emerging markets, the situation is 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 quite worrying, right? Because yeah. it, it will take time to get herd immunity. You still have some large emerging markets where where the virus is circulating very actively. And as you know, the, the, you know, so emerging markets 
are lacking two exorbitant privileges. Mm -hmm. First, this, you know, unlimited access to the vaccine that we've seen in the North where herd immunity is, you know, within reach. Yeah. But also this exorbitant privilege to be using their policy mix, both mm -hmm. fiscal and monetary the way they want. And so there are also these this risks of inflation and these risks of instability and social risks that are showing up, especially in Latin America right now, but also uh, in India or South Africa. Okay, let, let's talk more about these uh, new risks that you see emerging. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the risks that could maybe jeopardize the, the recovery? I mean, I mean the, the first risk that everybody is thinking about is inflation. I think inflation is an opportunity because mm -hmm. we've been fighting deflation for quite some time. We talked about that in another podcast uh, together, Maria. You know, inflation yeah. is a story of supply bottlenecks. It's a story of mismatch of demand and supply. I don't think there is you know, something more permanent and pervasive about the inflation we see, but but the way it could um, scare mm -hmm. some investors, some uh, CEOs, CFOs, uh, and, 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 and certainly the way it could scare, you know, people is, is something that we need to take seriously um, because inflation is a construct, right? right. Uh, so, I, I, you know, let, let's, let's rationalize the discussion about inflation and let's make sure indeed that it doesn't indebt purchasing power. Um, mm -hmm. the, the second topic which is very related is, is policy uh, and the risk of policy mistake right so okay. on inflation it could mean for example that the fed decides to uh, taper or hike a bit too early mm -hmm. causing as we know some some turbulence on some of the uh, um, you know asset classes in financial markets that are uh, benefiting from this very accommodative monetary policy but also you know i, I think uh, the fact that there is a bit of inflation creates a, a, a a perfect storm for elections coming our way. And we have quite a few elections in the pipeline, especially in Europe with the German election in September and the French election in May 2022. Yes. Uh, but also in a series of countries. So I think the, this, this idea of purchasing power, of wages, of winners and losers of the crisis, of wealth inequalities will be very strong. And so we need to, again, manage this and making sure that the policy support um, goes to those people that have been losing uh, from, from this crisis. And the last one that I, you know, you can read in the in the report is is really about financial market instabilities. Financial markets are having quite a ride, mm -hmm. which is great, but we start seeing endogenous sources of um, instability. Right. Um, you 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 think about the, the the financial market literature. You know Minsky, Kindleberger. They all point to this this flashing. Uh, signals, these warning uh, signals that are piling up in the markets from mm -hmm. overstretched valuation in the equity market to um, this, you know, stop and go on, on Bitcoins to uh, these frauds uh, that are um, appearing on the headlines in the newspapers. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about that in the, in the report also, because we think it's important that people understand that these risks haven't disappeared and to a certain extent, some of these risks have been magnified uh, by the whatever it takes that policymakers mm -hmm. have had to enact um, to answer to the coronavirus crisis. Right. Okay. And beyond the, the short-term outlook, what are some of the structural legacies that you see from this crisis? I mean, the first one for me is, and, and of course, because, you know, we work for an insurance company, so it's, it's the, the risk literacy and awareness of people. Mm -hmm. I think people have rediscovered with coronavirus that um, systemic, exponential and uh, uh, probabilistic risk do happen. Mm -hmm. And so this is an, an incredible um, window of opportunity to really walk the talk on climate change. Right. So, so I welcome the, the many opportunities to, to design together uh, a form of a green Marshall plan 
I'm sometimes a bit cynical about that and you, you cannot get the French out of me because <laughs> I see that there is a lot of greenwashing out there. Mm -hmm. But I also think that that green policy is the new industrial policy. I see very serious money put on the table, especially in the US with the two trillion infrastructure plan by President Biden. Mm -hmm. I see that Europe is, is really going strong at, at making sure that we move the needle and, and we build back better in a way. So that, that's the first one. And the second legacy is, is the rethink of globalization. You know, I think, you know, just before this crisis, a lot of people were saying that globalization is dead, you know, and, and the U.S.-China rivalry was on everybody's mind. And, and of course, you know, the U.S.-China rivalry hasn't disappeared. Mm -hmm. But the fact that trade rebounded twice as fast during this crisis as it did during the 2008-2009 crisis, the fact that many companies out there are looking to export, um, the fact that, you know, there's been a... Um, a record interest um, in in polishing attractiveness of countries uh, as part of of the beauty contest going out of this uh, uh, crisis, I think shows that you know we globalization has changed, but it's, it it will be a very strong engine of growth. Um, so so understanding uh, the new rules of globalization is is something that companies out there need to um, to make sure they understand to to play them well. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Ludovic. Speak to you next time. Thank you very much, Maria. And, and I encourage everybody to um, have a look at our report, uh, Great Reopening, Old Risks, New Opportunities. Uh, and uh, talk to you soon, Maria. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the full report we just spoke about on our website. We'll leave a link in the show notes. If you'd like to discover more of our research, you can also follow the Ludonomics newsletter on LinkedIn. We'll leave a link down below for that too. If you like the podcast, please send it to any of your friends who might like it too, and leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. In the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode.